Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Vox Podcast. We have a very special episode. We're all quarantined out here in our different locations, but we have a very special guest who is quarantined out in Ohio. That's right. Please welcome back Yay. to the Vox Podcast, the host, the founder, the man with the plan, Mr. Michael Carl <laughs> Erie. Hello, everybody. Hello, Bonnie. Hello, Tim. Oh Hello, my gosh, everybody. It's so good. We're all together again. Hello, Internet. Yes. Oh, Hello, it's Internet. so great. We've been missing that one. We've missed Hello, yeah. Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's so good to see you guys. It is so good to see you. And so for those of you who are wondering, wait, why why are you cheering for Mike? <laughs> why is he back? <laughs> and you missed a few episodes. This, we wanted to do a follow-up conversation to an episode uh, that we did. It was episode 224 called Together in Process. So um, if you missed that episode, you yeah. might want to push pause, <laughs> yes. go back and listen to yes. that one, and then skip back ahead to this one. Yes. Um, it's like a choose your adventure. Yes, a little bit, except Mike is going to tell us an update all about the adventure he's been on. And oh, Lord. Tim and I are going to share about the adventure we've been on uh, over these past few months. Um, we all have had a big time of growth and mm -hmm. uh, process and change. So we wanted to come on and hear from Mike and um, process together again. Yep. So Mike, yes. so happy you're here. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, man, it is so great to be here. Um, as Bonnie said, for, for those of you catching up to the conversation um, in let's see, in December, December 1st, I believe it was, um, I confessed to building um, an inappropriate or pursuing an inappropriate emotional connection with somebody via text who is not my wife. Um, and also just my, you know, issues with porn had been resurfacing and food was crappy. And, and I was just at, at wit's end. Bonnie had seen something and, and innocently called and said, Hey, what's this? And it just prompted, you know, Oh my goodness, this is, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hiding. Um, and, um, and so we then spent a month, the month of December sort of wrestling through, okay, what's this mean? And I think from the very beginning, there was a conviction that we've seen these sorts of issues handled poorly in uh in christian contexts and we certainly didn't want to add to the uh to the carnage um and and we talked about how we were going to attempt to do some things differently so i don't want to rehash the the episode except to say um that this was not a physical this was not a physical affair this was not anything like that but it was still a big deal and um and what it what the thing that was so kind with bonnie and tim and our board members was of course there was disappointment frustration hurt um but there was also the recognition there that this these were symptoms of much deeper deeper issues and so i was given grace while bonnie and tim did a magnificent job pulling in guests and i mean holy cow um I was given permission to just go and, and uh, work on some stuff. And so there has been some work on some stuff um, 
over the last uh, couple of months, as well as huge growth for Bonnie and Tim in the midst of this. So that's kind of the catch up. We, one of the things we committed to early was, was not, um, we weren't going to hide, um, uh, and we wanted to be honest. And so, you know, it felt like a follow-up was a, this was a good time for a follow-up. Anything you want to yeah. add, sweet Bonnie? No, I think, um, I, I think it would be fascinating for everybody to hear. Um, I've heard a little and Tim has too, but, um, when you say like, I, I had time to process and things like that, like, what does that mean exactly? I think. And, uh, <laughs> like what new tools have you gotten? Oh, Do you know good what I mean? Lord. It's, like one of the things that we said when we committed to not hiding is like, it's always this weird thing where somebody sort of goes behind the scenes and then all of a sudden they're back and nobody <laughs> knows what I'm happened back. in those months. I'm fixed. What, I'm yeah, fixed. And so, um, can you speak to that a bit? Yeah. What, for, oh, what does that sure. mean? What new patterns, what new, you know, oh. what's been stuff that's grabbed you and changed you? Well, the fantastic question and, and please interrupt, uh, to clarify because yeah. there's been so much that's going on. It doesn't feel like it's been uh, measured in months. It feels much longer, much longer than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so let me, the journey has been, um, because I, I have people who love me and a wife who is more than willing to process this and give me time to grow into the husband mm -hmm. she deserves. Um, we, you know, you guys, uh, Tim Bonnie, and then our box board put together a plan that, um, you know, I was very eagerly participating in, in terms of going back to therapy. The big thing I think for me is I'd gone, I'd done some internal work back in the day, but it was all around depression and anxiety. And, yeah. and, um, and so the goal was relief from depression and anxiety. Right. And um, this was the first time where depression and anxiety weren't leading the conversation, but it was mm -hmm. just the reality of the, of the, I don't know, just some of the stuff I'm seeing in my soul that I'm just so tired of and the patterns, I just began to see patterns. And so um, there were many things and many conversations. Uh, there was spiritual direction with a dear friend that was incredible a couple of books that were incredible. Going back to therapy was incredible. Conversations with Justy, their kids that were incredible. Um, but the thing that was probably most helpful was, and was, was a, a two, I had two visits to a place called Onsite, which you, Bonnie, recommended. Yeah. And um, it is a place in Nashville, Tennessee, that is a residential or kind of, it can be long-term or short-term therapeutic sort of place. Mm -hmm. And um, I did two stints there that were, I don't know, I hate to, uh, I, I hate to say it this way, but it's just true. It, it was, this has been the most life-changing experience of my life. I just had no idea. I thought I was self-aware. I thought I was in touch. None of those things are true. <laughs> and, um, oh my goodness, you guys. I mean, as I've, I don't want to oversell it, but it was life transforming. It really mm -hmm. was, it, and it was transforming in two different ways. There was one, the first time I was there was six and a half day program in a group. And I had a moment, um, that I don't know, I'll just never forget. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then, 
And, and so there was the moment that was so catalytic. And then when I went back, it was one-on-one with a therapist. And that, that was more like doing the hard digging into mm-hmm. old patterns and stuff. So the way, the way I've, I've begun to talk about it was um, this was such a magnificent act of grace to be exposed, to stop pretending, to be caught and not able to run, to, I mean, who gets, who gets time away to, to focus on inner work, right? This, this doesn't happen if you're a mechanic or a plumber or whatever, right? I mean, this is, this is an incredible gift of grace, but this gift of grace is being habituated into new patterns, right? Patterns of newness. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. the, the thing that, the thing, the easy, I'm learning, the easiest part was beginning to see, oh my Lord, I have been ashamed and afraid my whole life. I, have, I just had no idea that so mm-hmm. many of the drivers come from those two places. And, um, and then to start doing work around those things and to see progress and to begin to experience newness. Um, it's been a pretty amazing deal. Mm-hmm. And then... I just have to say, like, personally, um, and, and I hesitate saying it because it could sound cliche, but I've always been afraid to go inside because I feel like there's this little kid that's lurking in there who's just screaming his head off all the time and scared and fearful and ashamed and whatever else. And I really was scared. I know. I, I was scared that the whole Jesus thing would just be flimsy. Mm. And, um, you know, I would have talked a good game. Um, but when I really dug down in, there wouldn't be anything there. And, um, and it, it, the opposite sort of happened. And what I mm. found was something just so unbelievably sturdy that I could kind of flop back into it in ways mm. I'd never, ever done before. And so, um, you know... I, I'm just, I'm just learning how to walk out of some of this stuff. And I'm so grateful to you guys mm-hmm. for not only the work you've done in the last couple of months on the podcast, but just, again, I can't overemphasize how important it was to have people who took this symptom seriously because they were a big deal and they are a big deal, but yeah. realized they were connected to much deeper things. And if we overcorrect on the symptoms, you never get to the deeper stuff. Right, and so, right, where you, only, you just only focus on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so much of sin management, you know, is we're just focusing on the symptoms. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. um, we're focusing on the medicators, we're focusing on the behaviors, yeah. and, and all of that matters, no question. But that's not, that's not what needs healed, mm. you right. know, and repaired. So let me ask you this. One of the things in our approach when we, like, set out a plan was a very um, holistic approach, like we're talking about, right? Like not sin management, but this sort of like 360, it's all calculated in. Mm-hmm. And then when you and I talked just a few days ago, one of the things you said to me is you said, gosh, I um, things that have, have, have had a profound impact in my life the past few months are things like mm-hmm. more knowledge about mm-hmm. the Enneagram, about mm-hmm. spiritual direction, mm-hmm. about different mm-hmm. things. And so I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but on-site isn't explicitly Christian, correct. right? I yes, believe it isn't. My, so people, correct. I was in a right. group with, I was the only Christian there. 
Right. So I kind of like I do want to I don't want to miss out on an opportunity because um, I hear a lot in my spiritual direction clients that are going to therapy and stuff like that is a lot of times they'll be mm-hmm. people are Christian and like I can't find a Christian therapist and so therefore I'm not going to go or these um, uncertainties um, about mm-hmm. spiritual direction or even Enneagram or these different tools and if it's not explicitly in this definition of what I know to be Christian then I can't use it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I personally don't believe that's true. I would love to hear how you've actually experienced that in the past few months. Yeah. Um, that's a great, that's a great question. That's a big theological issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll just speak from experience because, um, I read a, I'd always been told what my Enneagram number was and I was like, okay, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but then. Uh, somebody who was totally random, <laughs> I was having a conversation with them like, oh, and by the way, you're this with this wing. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went back and I read the one book I have on it. And <laughs> it was unbelievable. The explanatory <laughs> power over things I have done and turned to was so ridiculous. I took four pages of single space notes from this mm. one popular level book. I mean, it was yeah. so ridiculous. And so, oh my goodness, I'm waking up to that. Um, I've never been pastored like I've been pastored by uh, a friend who is doing spiritual direction, but it, it's, I'm just, I'm, 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 the, the, the way in which he contained theology I've always known and believed mm-hmm. and taught myself but now, you know, I'm having to trust it. <laughs> I mean, and the thing yeah. that's amazing is how little I actually believe, you know, these words of Jesus. And so, um, and so here I am and uh, he's just saying, he's just dropping bombs that are transformative. And then I'm with, um, uh, at onset, I was with three di- different therapists over two visits and um, and I have no, you know, guesses to their spiritual, whatever, um, certainly things they were saying are congruent absolutely with the Christian story, but my goodness, the stuff, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in a place where I want to share it yet. Um, mm-hmm. but there were some exercises they had us do that if I were just some Joe Schmo off the street, like I was, you know, like months ago, I would have gone, there's no way I would do that. And yeah, then you yeah. get there and their big mantra is, you know, trust the process. And so there were some the, some things that happened that were le- like legit Jesus yeah. things that mm-hmm. came through these means. And I've always felt theologically we have a great deal of permission to, yeah. to see Christ, um, to find truth wherever it is and to claim it because it's ours, you know. Yeah, I was but just you... going to say that. Yeah, and this idea that in in that sense, like I I do think we have a God that runs after us and who mm-hmm. wants participation with us in, in our yes. healing. And so that's right. I do think like whatever ways he can grab us and yeah. he and step in and he he's going to do that. You know. Oh, and he so. and he and he did. I mean that again. I don't want to be uh, cliche. Um. But I can't, I mean, if, if I'm just reflecting on my experience, this has been amazing because mm-hmm. of, of how pursued I felt mm-hmm. um, in my shame, 
and yeah. um, it, it's uh, and it's all new, and so I know that, and it's got to be habituated, and that's why that's the most important piece. Yeah. But to to have felt um, welcomed um, when some of my biggest fears were realized, um, yeah. you know, uh, it was just a remarkable thing. So yeah, I feel like that's such yeah. an important. I hope that people catch that. I know we're talking about a bunch of different things, but that idea that because it's the shame that's the thing that we always. I mean, to be found pursued in your shame, to be found pursued in the stuff that we always want to hide the most. Yeah. Right. And that we're trying to, yeah. we've been trying to figure out how to model that. I mean, we're walking from, from step one, we've been walking in the dark, trying to figure out how to do this intentionally in a way that edifies you and your family. And then, uh, the and church everyone else whole, involved. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. I think that that's such a key thing because we talked about how uh, it, you know difficult it is sometimes in in pastoring roles to feel like you can be uh, what's the word just transparent, right? Yeah. <laughs> or just have yeah. be like, yeah, I'm a human being that struggles with this and that and that and this, and I've got pain and I make bad choices and I do all this stuff and how much we've set up a culture to to run into our shame and to hide, you know, stick on the back burner and that kind of stuff. But I just think that that's such a helpful healing thing yeah. to be like you are pursued in your shame. That it's not yeah, above well, or beyond anything that God is. He's aware of it. He knows what's happening. He's coming after it. Yeah, yeah. and we see that. We see that modeled in the garden when they yeah. uh, find out they're naked, um, and then they're banished. And it says that God sits with them and knits them clothes. That's like they're ashamed, right? They're ashamed and they feel naked. And we have a God that sits with us and helps clothe us and does it together um yeah so that's you know, that's huge it is huge but but you know tim as you speak of vulnerability like um one of the very important things that i learned and there's so many <laughs> but um it's the idea of of the difference between sharing scars versus sharing wounds mm-hmm. and so the analogy he was using is listen wounds are still bleeding and they need to be covered um, they shouldn't be exposed, you know, uh, they need to be covered and protected. Um, similarly, one of the one of uh, one of the very common sort of trauma responses that people have is something called he called forced vulnerability, which is where you use oversharing as a way to try yeah. to connect with people mm-hmm. and, um, and and a way to try to sort of reinforce your public, whatever. So, so I, like, I think some people would say I've been open about stuff and, and true, but I wonder if it was openness from a genuine place or if it was openness from a place of like, Hey, you know, I want to belong here. And, and it was just super interesting because I'm, I'm, I was so tempted to come and to sort of share all these details. And I'm realizing, you know, that's not, you share the scars, you don't share the wounds. And I thought that was such a helpful, you know, cause like to take the bandage metaphor a step further, at some point the wound has to be exposed, right? The wound has right. to be exposed or it gets infected. Um, but that's not until later in the process. And so, you know, my MO has been sort of to overshare. Tim, what are you looking at? 
Ah, uh, there's a bird. I'm in, I'm in my laundry room, and I'm on the window, and the little bird keeps landing on the perch while we're talking. Oh, okay. You were, I, you were, I couldn't tell if you were upset. If no. you were, I'm also kind of squinting because my eyes are sensitive to sunlight. Oh, okay. Describe sunlight just for a second. It's been. <laughs> it's very bright, is what it is. No, does that? But does that? Does yeah. the metaphor make sense? Yeah, and, yeah, I, and correct me if I'm wrong too, because I feel like sometimes and. Uh, that sometimes we we like to overexpose the wound because that idea of like you know like look at look at me dealing with this sin or you know what I mean like look at me <laughs> doing <laughs> this thing and it's almost like you're just picking at the wound over and over again rather than allowing it to heal mm. to yeah. become that scar but we're just kind of like continually picking up like no 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 look at me I'm dealing with yeah. this I'm doing this and it's like so I think yeah. it's I think it's very uh, helpful and very pertinent. Let's pause well, for one second. I, there's there's a noise in the background of somebody. That is Seth on the swing in the basement. Oh wow! Oh. Okay, so it's squeaking. Gotcha. It's the squeak. I was like, is that a bird? What is? Because <laughs> it doesn't sound like. A I couldn't human. tell if you guys heard it. Oh yeah, we're it, texting. Like, is that children talking in the background, or what's happening? We couldn't figure out what like, it was. Is that your kids? Um, uh. No, that is that is the swing. I'm so sorry. I can I can try to shut him down, but he's being so. He's been behaving so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it is the reality of quarantine. It is the reality of that is absolutely true. Um, yeah. When you said when you talk about like how sometimes we continually pick at it, um, sometimes I think as like a look at me, look at me situation for the wound. Um, sometimes I think that we do that for two other reasons. I know for me, when it was a loss situation, it was if I continually picked at it. For a long time, that's how our son lived on, mm. right? Like there was this sense of if I heal, he will be forgotten you or I will that. forget him. Yeah. You lose that. So I think that's that part, totally ton, sometimes part of it. And then I think the other is like we really do have this instinct of even when our patterns, our habitual patterns are unhealthy, even when they aren't serving us, they're have become so ingrained that they're safe. So sometimes when we start healing, it's easier to pick back at that wound because that almost feels safer oh, than to sure. go into this unknown territory yeah. of newness and new patterns and healing. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's part of it sometimes too. But um, so speaking of not talking um, through, because all of this stuff, like everything you're saying, Erin, what I'm hearing you say is like, Hey, I had these big months, have these big aha aha moments, but now the real thing is putting it in to practice new patterns, new yeah. new habits, newness, um, yep. um, inhabiting it and living it out. And so, yep. you know, we got a ton of questions the first after the first episode yeah. about how how Justina was doing. Yeah, and that was never our place to say anything, and everything was so raw. So, can totally. you talk about how she's doing now? Um, yeah, a few months later. Um, she has, uh, done two things really well. One has, she's just said, and we both said from the very beginning of our marriage, you know, we're in it, we're in it to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's reiterated that. And at the same time, she has been, um, really good at, at, at processing, um, 
my processing, but then processing her processing, meaning mm. mm-hmm. that the conversations we've had are have been some of the um, hardest, best conversations we've, as you would imagine, right? And as it should be. Yeah. Um, because there, you know, everything we I'm saying about me individually, that in you inhabit relational space that way too. And so, you know, as I'm waking up to these things and oh my goodness, I'm seeing that, you know, I've not done this or I've done this too much or whatever. And for her, um, you know, she feels like I have ears to hear her in ways I haven't before. Um, obviously she feels like, you know, she gets the shitty end of all of this. Um, uh, and very, very, you know, there were just waves of hurt and, um, and of course, I mean, oh my goodness, of course. Um, but in terms of how we're doing, you know, I mean, we're months in, but (laughs) it's, it's some of the healthiest stuff that's been true of us Mm. in a long time. I just, I, neither of us are big introvert, introspective, like, let me just get in touch with things that are going on. And so with special needs kids and moves across the country and job changes and churches and, and, you know, all, I mean, just on top of everything else, there was just a lot that was there. And so, um, she is commended as, um, just a rock, absolutely Mm. bedrock. And, you know, I'm able to hear kind of how not just this, but the patterns, right? Because those are the things like you trace, you, you just, you look at this and you're like, dang, this was awful. But then you trace that back Mm. into the bedrock of character, you know, and you're like, dang, what, you know, these, these things have been present in lots of different ways. So, you know, there's a lot of, it's just a lot of repentance and not trying to earn her approval back or, cause I could do that even with God, you know, but it's more like, I want to inhabit newness. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very much a parallel track as I'm learning these things. I'm learning these things about me in my marriage and how I've been showing up there, you know, and it's very humbling because I think I'd pictured myself to be a pretty good husband and a pretty good father. And then you realize, oh man, there are these huge gaping bits that I never saw or didn't want to see, mm. you know? Right. So yeah. it's been, it's yeah. been like everything has been good. It's been super hard. The The new thing for me is not running away from hard because that's typically mm-hmm. what I try to, what I, what my shame response is to run and yeah. um, to not, to not run. <laughs> it's been, has been super um, healing and difficult. Yeah. You know, cause, and then cause, like, I don't know, jokes on you, but now you're quarantined together. So <laughs> oh. you really physically can't go anywhere. No, but it's actually, I actually yeah, I mean, like, had, perfect had we been timing. not doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, no, it's really, it's really good. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I didn't even think about it that way. That's really funny. I was like, no, I, 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 I couldn't pick four more people I'd rather be quarantined with than, you know, I this, know. this, uh, this foursome that we got, but yeah, yeah thanks for oh, asking. Well, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. there, there's a when sense in which, a... go ahead. No, there's just a sense in which, um, I don't want to speak for her. Um, right. but I've been really, 
I've been really happy. There was something my therapist said that when I was there at the first trip and I was with, I was in a group of guys, three of whom were deciding between their wife and their mistress. Okay, mm. like they were there to decide if they were going to leave their wives. One had already filed papers. And um, she said to, she said to one of the guys, she said, you know, everything you want is right there with your wife if you're willing to work for it. And I don't know, that that so resounded in me, like, yeah, I hadn't been working, you know? Mm. And um, and I, in fact, um, how quick I would, I, I, how quick I could have easily believed that it's not true, you know? And it was just a, it was just a fascinating process to be yeah. confronted with the disconnect and, um, and then be invited to try to walk in integration because I've always been able to integrate around my shame, right? I can always confess how sinful I am. I'm the biggest sinner in the room, right? I can always integrate myself around that. I can't integrate myself around something other than that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, totally does. so yeah, I mean, and, and I know the, the thing that's been so good has been that the theology and the theory has become reality in ways that never could have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've just, I've never, that, that noise you're hearing, by the way, that is Seth swinging. This is, this is <laughs> quarantine life. If you can hear that, that is. is, we installed a swing uh, in our basement two days ago. That's so smart. I need to do and that. So, yes. Well, Yeah. I need to get something going. <laughs> it's not cold here, so I could do it outside. I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and I know, by the way, I'm being vague in some things, but I'm trying to follow the therapist's advice to say, you know, you don't have to share it all. You yeah. don't, you just don't yeah, have to share don't. all the big stuff. And there's some things though. I'm, I mean, what the, the conversation, the stuff I've learned around shame has been transformative for me. So I'm eager yeah. I'm eager for that, but I'm still so new and wa- trying to walk without it yeah. as my defining story mm-hmm. that I hesitate to talk about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, and I think it's so important because, like you said, like going forward in your life, like everything, uh, when you have a big experience like that, or you have big aha moments, things like that, like everything's kind of new. Everything's uh, different, but also the same. And it's sort of a weird. A weird thing and I know for Tim and I we were talking about this too like we've um all experienced like sort of a newness in the past three months it looks obviously looks different from each of us but Tim you want to talk about some things that like you've seen or learned or grown in the past few months oh you know it would have been wise of me to have prepared something to say on that (laughs) (laughs) you did know it was coming I know know. (laughs) this is quarantine quarantine has been um scramble like you know i teach at jess up which we reiterated about a thousand times with uh <laughs> dr Schaefer. Schaefer. Yeah. yeah uh um but retooling the everything in the house has been an adventure i think for me i've been on a uh, i've been on a journey of god teaching me i think uh, like how participate so like i you know i've been i was praying yesterday this the just that kind of that verse you know creating me a clean heart that or just kind of going mm-hmm. over that kind of stuff like 
It'd make a good song. Yeah, it would. I was thinking about writing. I was like, it's got a melody to it already, I feel like. Creating (laughs) something. I don't know. There's something there. Um, But I've been learning so much about participate, like my, my part, my role in that prayer. Mm. So I've just been learning a ton about partnership that it was kind of God's intention in the beginning, making Kings and Queens to, to, to rule alongside and to partner with. And then, um, even Bonnie, as you shared, like, you know, partnering in the shame and then partnering going forward and how much God wants us to participate in, um, what he's doing and, but even just in healing and even in growing and, you know, Mm -hmm. praying for these great magical, uh, I don't want to say magical, just praying for these great big things to come and change me and, and God being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. I would love to do Mm -hmm. that. This sounds great. Here's what I need you to do to be a part of that. Like, here's the role that you need to play. And here's the, the, you know, and creating, you know, as we're talking about creating new neural pathways, like, um, that's a real thing. Like the, the way your brain is yeah. built, constructed, like that's a very real, mm-hmm. tangible, physical thing that needs me to be involved in that process of le- like leaning into this and trying to create those new habits and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like in some mm-hmm. ways my journey has been, you know, alongside of Mike's. Like I, I'm, I'm going through a, a process. I think we all are. We should be mm-hmm. <laughs> continually mm-hmm. yeah. chasing after uh, Jesus and trying to, to, I just, you know, I've said many times on the podcast that I'm skeptical when people act like they've figured it all out. So it's like, well, yeah. if you think you really figured it all out, I feel like you might've taken a left turn somewhere because there's a lot to figure out. Yeah. So I've been really yeah. kind of making peace with this journey of like, I'm going to be in a growth process forever and that's cool. And that's part of it. And I'm going to continually be trying to be refined and, and I don't know, refocus and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. this has been, you know, obviously when I came on the podcast, I came on just to edit it. And then we roped you all the way in. Yeah. Mike needed a Andy <laughs> Richard to bounce off of. And then <laughs> here I am talking again. And so I intentionally was trying to stay very clear of what we're doing right now. Um, but you're welcome. <laughs> so How about know. you, Bonnie? Um, yeah, I think, um, I, I guess I'm the odd one out. I don't feel like a uh, newness. I think I do in some ways. Um, but more of this, like, um, sort of low burn, uh, feeling that's been there for a long time. And then I finally had no choice, but to, uh, live it out. So for me, um, and this isn't, this is just a truth of my growing up in ministry is like, I've always been, I, ever since I started thinking I wanted to do something that had anything to do with leadership and Christianity, um, in some way I have worked with you as a position of a mentor or teacher in the time. And so, um, it was a weird spot for me to um we wanted to all give you space right to like learn and grow so it was a weird spot and to be healed and to take the time you needed so when um you know the board members were like okay so can you and tim can you guys keep doing the thing i remember thinking like yes and like my immediate thought was i'm gonna call erie and ask and then i was like (laughs) oh shoot no i'm not calling erie and ask 
So it was an interesting place for me um, mm. in terms of realizing um, my own, I don't know how to say this without sounding like Elsa from Frozen 2, but it's on repeat over here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, but like stepping into my own power, if that makes sense, um, yeah. of going, oh yeah, I am capable of these things. And to be able to have a minute to think about the things I do like to do versus the things that I've roles I've just stepped into because I've wanted to in the past or you know what I mean like so this idea I think the newness for me comes with um feeling more in touch with who I am um and more in touch with being in a, like what a gift it is to be with a group of people that um lets us be ourselves and lets us throw things and see if they stick and then take them down later if they don't. Um, and so what a gift that is. And also um, just being able to go, like to watch you and your transformation and for you to say, like even when we started this, you to say like, gosh, coming back on the podcast and being able to come and feel healthy and feel like I am have learned all the stuff that's not a day I envisioned. Um, but watching you go through that process too was such a reminder for me of how it doesn't matter what we're doing, whether it be going through something healing or doing a creative project or a job or a season of your life, like it's never too late. We can always turn things around. There's always hope. There's always new creation. So uh, that's been inspiring to me as well over the past few months. Yeah. Because I'm old. Is that what mm -hmm. you're saying? Just kind yeah, of super old. old. So I was like, wow, if Erie can do it. That's fair. Bonnie That's likes totally old fair. and jolly people. Yeah. Well. All right. I, I'll uh, I'll admit to those descriptors. Oh, Absolutely. I, did, I didn't give you those. Okay, Tim did. Let's, let's be clear on that. No, but Bonnie, I think we all see that for sure. And and you know, um, I I mean, the biggest compliment I can give is just I never worried. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in terms of like, I saw the thinking and the creativity and I don't know. I mean, I'm just so proud of you guys. Well, Bonnie and I never worried either. Yeah, yeah. we were smooth sailing. We were we've, totally. been a, we've been on a boat of confidence this entire time. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, Tim, do you think it's fine to text Erie? No. Okay. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm sorry. But that was no, that I mean, was so good. That was needed. I think that was so needed know, for all of us. But I just hated, but I hated putting everyone in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. ultimately, that, oh my, ladies and gentlemen, back. ladies and gentlemen, back again. guess who's back? <laughs> Sefie's back. Sefie, do you want to say hi to the Vox? Hi, Vox. Say, how are you doing? What are you doing? No, no, say, how are you doing? How are you? Um, are you good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How's it been being in, inside today? Um, sick inside. I'm sick. Yeah, everyone's sick. Yep, so we stay inside. That's right. Yeah. Were you on the swing? Yeah. Nice. All right, can you say bye, Vox? Bye, Vox. Good night, Zoo. Good weekend. Good night. Have a good weekend. We will. Um, <laughs> so it's you, Dad. I love you. I know, buddy. Thank you. See, it's every, everything. Now, I, and, and I, I feel so, I don't know, help me bounce these things I want to say off of you. Because I want to say, well, on the one hand, I'm worried I'm being too positive <laughs> um, because the amount of work and weeping and repenting and that is still left to be done, 
you know, is immense. I mean, it's 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 stag- a staggering amount of work to try to begin to. And so I've been so disoriented in my 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 own life because mm-hmm. I don't know how to be, you know, other than the tracks that have been laid for years and years and years. And so I don't want to be too positive, but but I still can't I still can't help but thank Jesus. Um, for his kindness for, cause the, he's done, he's done a couple of things that were mind blowing, like yeah. literally mind blowing to me. And I'm just like, I've, it's, it's not ever been as real, you know, and I hate that this is what it took. Um, I, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of my wife and kids as we've had really honest mm-hmm. conversations. I can't tell you how proud I am of our community. I mean, I, we, we released the episode in January 224 when I was at on site, mm-hmm. and so I right. and they they take your phone for so for six and a half days I had no idea and I was horrified right I mean uh, my the greatest the greatest fear of my life has just been being exposed you know yeah and um, and so I turn my phone on <laughs> and there's just this outpouring of kindness disappointment of course. Uh, as there should be in pain, of course, as there should be. But what a remarkable community, you know, we've all been a part of. Somebody said it, and I know this sounds self-serving, but it but it just, it rung so true to me. But it was like, we've created the kind of community that I would need. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I, and I, I, who gets that? Who gets mm-hmm. that? Yeah. And... Um, to even have this conversation to say, man, I'm so, I'm just beginning to see the outlines of the patterns and I'm just learning how to walk in newness. And, you know, that doesn't mean I'm fixed in any way, shape or form. It just means I've seen, I've begin, begun to see how sick, you know, and how, and some of it is me and some of it's, you know, some of it's the stuff that goes way back and, and still sorting all of that out. But, um, this community has just been magnificent because not only of how they've blessed and treated you guys, um, but how willing they're still to, because the, 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 the thing that's so toxic in the, the Christian space is the more the public self gets rewarded and applauded, Mm -hmm. the more indicted the private self becomes. Mm-hmm. And you realize I can't share the private self, yeah, um, because my the public self is the one being loved and used and and whatever. And so to to have the the private self exposed, um, and then to realize like the people closest aren't running. Um, I mean, I would have, I would have agreed with all of this theory, but when you're the object of it and when you're the, you're the person that's caused the pain and you're the person that's embarrassed and you're the person, but then to feel pursued, not only by people, but by God, I mean, how do you, I mean, I've never, I didn't even think I would get emotional. I've never seen, I, I don't know how to have friends. Um, and I've never seen community like when we were, so I was with these, these guys for six and a half days and <laughs> they were such a mess. I mean, colossal, 
colossal the stuff they were dealing with. And and so for, for the first part, I'm like, I, I don't know that I belong in this. <laughs> and then by at the end of six and a half days, like there's such raw, authentic, no BS community that is forged in that environment. You have never yeah. tasted anything like that. Yeah. I've never tasted, you know, my wife being able to call out my worst and still love me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to handle that. I just don't. Yeah. It, it, shame, shame and hiding go together, you know, and, and so to be known and to still be welcomed and wanted, I, I just have no emotional register for that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I find all my emotions are amped up more, you know, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, and I feel a numb and it's just weird. It's just weird. I don't know how to describe it. Jesus has been so unbelievably faithful, but he's used all of this stuff. Some of it explicitly Christian, some of it not. Yeah. Um, but I can't, I can't help but say, this is what I've seen and heard. Like one of the things we heard from our community is that there are loads of people who've done, who've lived in similar dichotomies, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, um, as, as a, as a person, maybe one step, you know, forward in the thing, I just, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like the, the, um, the freedom that has come with aligning around the truth about me, about Jesus, about everything has been remarkable, you know, and the, and the, I was terrified that if I went inside the depression and anxiety would take over and it's not been the case at all, mm. that they were never the issue, you know? I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's been, and I fumbling around, um, there's let me just say this that there's a there's a, a story my my therapist said is true so academically there's been and i i take his word for it but there um and all good stories start there's a village in africa okay so <laughs> yeah. there's a village in africa um and what they do and he said this is true because i pressed him on it. i'm like there's no way that's true and he's like no this is true so I'm trusting this. But he said, so when um, a couple decides to have a child, the, 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 the mother will go out and she will ask uh, the world. She'll go out into nature and ask the world or whatever for a song. What's the song of my child? Oh, what does the fuck say? What does the fox say is what Seth has added. That was the song for Seth. No question about it. Perfect. Perfect timing. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Um, So so He was like, oh, I know the answer. What does the fox say? Yeah, I got this. I got this. So. Oh, that was perfect. So she sang. A song comes to her that's going to be the song of her child. And then as the, uh, as the child is being conceived, the, the, the father and the mother are singing this song as they're conceiving the child. Hmm. Okay. And then as the mo- mother is giving birth, they're singing over the, the same song. They're singing over the child. And which I think is so freaking amazing. But then they said, um, if the child uh goes goes you know off the tracks and is wayward in some way 
what they do is they don't excommunicate the child from the village, but they, they all gather, they gather around the child and they sing its song. Oh. They sing them back home. Mm. And I, um, I, I don't want to overlook the privilege of having that done to me. Mm. Um, it's, it's a privilege afforded a very few. And I've learned a lot about how I would want to um, help disciple form rescue others in similar situations not because you know not because i've got it at all but because i've seen that it can be done mm. you know what i mean do you see yeah. the difference it's not like yeah. hey, i've got it figured out no 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 but it's oh i oh this can actually happen in yeah. a way that isn't the usual way and um you know how 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 do you ever say thank you enough mm. you know because it i just i feel i just feel very fortunate mm. and very blessed and uh, very loved which you know is new um so anyway that's what I got. Well, Ari, we um, we're so grateful for your vulnerability and your journey and your um, your willingness to do that. I think that it's one thing to um, have an opportunity in front of you, but not everybody would choose yes to coming out of hiding because that's scary and it's vulnerable and it's. Um, terrifying actually and painful <laughs> um all of those things before it yeah. gets better so um i don't know we see you thank you we do i know you've been incredible you've been friends and beyond friends and um so thanks thanks yeah. that you've done such a great job with the podcast side of things but i mean i've just learned I've learned how to be a better friend by watching you guys and some other people in my life, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So wh where do we go from here, Bonnie? Well, so the burning question will be, is Mike back? Oh, <laughs> be, oh. If we don't answer it, we'll get all these things. Um, so Tim, this is what's happening. So Tim and I, uh, we weren't sure, like we, want, like we had said to you guys yep. and to each other, we're giving Erie so, the space he needs and the time he needs. So we don't know what that looks so like. So we've been so, prepping like quarantined people, just stocking yes. up on canned corn. Just <laughs> and doing it. Guests. No, so we have, um, Tim and I had planned out a content calendar through the end of April and then a few in May. Um, and so we decided as a team, all of us, Erie included, um, that we're going to honor the places that tim and i were taking us um we have some great guests lined up we think you'll really like them and then on some of the interviews just for the next coming weeks 
On some of the interviews, Erie will be on the actual interview. On some, he'll be on the outro. Some, he'll be more leading it. Some, I will. It just depends on who the guest is and what we think the best fit will be um, going forward. So um, I think that is the plan. Did I miss anything? No, and that it's a... It's a credit. It's a credit to you guys for doing such good work. So not only, you know, um, has the has the podcast been happening, but it's been great. And so some of the some of the guests are great. So I just want to affirm you guys and say absolutely. I think this is really good. It's it's um, totally worth honoring how much effort you guys have put in because they they I'm I you know my jaw hit the floor with some of the folks. Um, so you've done a great job. So absolutely, I'm I'm very excited, and I may, you know, as we kind of figure out the the coronavirus thing deserves mm-hmm. some conversation, and so mm-hmm. we may we may do some things around that. I know Bonnie went on last Sunday, yeah, and did some spiritual direction, and I just I think there's a lot of that that's kind of needed these days. Agreed. So yeah, yeah. So we may be may, may be more active in those sorts of ways too, but yeah. I'm and just I'm all, excited to be a part. I know we're so excited, and then after that, I think in the coming weeks, like like you said, we're all figuring out how to inhabit this newness. So yeah. we'll do that, and we'll figure it out. Let's we'll see where it goes. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be good. But we are so grateful for all of you that stuck with us, um, cheered us on, cheered Erie on through sticking with us, and. Um, listen to me and Tim and all our conversations and um, everything and my mayonnaise addiction and all of those things. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that was the one thing <laughs> kind of out of the time away that really I think was concerning. Was, yeah. was, was I don't <laughs> was know. Mayo. I will tell you, when it was mayhem at the stores the other day, I did buy some extra mayo. I was like, I <laughs> mayo and coffee with... Things that aren't in danger of running out, I would imagine, are Mayo's kind of top of that list, probably. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there are more people. Hey, can I? Unprecedented times. Yeah. Can I read something to to close this? Yeah, Yeah. we love it. Is this our Um, blessing? Well, it'll be a blessing, but it's a poem. Perfect. We've been putting the blessing on everybody. I know. I love that. So (laughs) here you are. Just without any warning, do a blessing. Much the chagrin and shock to many of our guests. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, this, I I discovered this like years ago when I was teaching at Rock Harbor, and the, and this has become new to me in ways that uh, are obvious. I think once you hear it. So uh, it's by a woman named Portia Nelson, and it's called an autobiography in five short chapters. Chapter one: I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. It isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. It is my fault. I know where I am and I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five. I walk down a different street. 
That's really good. And may that be increasingly true of us, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen.